So here we are, Growler Garage Studios. Hello. Um, with a less than festive opening, and the reason is this is the this is the much begged for by our listeners malt liquor episode. The, um, we we made a just an offhanded remark. I think it was on the Lauren episode about us drinking a malt beer mm-hmm. um, that that somebody had given to us on my Fourth of July party, and we went oh malt beer, and then it, it people picked up on that and ran with it from there. Of well, why guys, why don't you guys do an episode of we just drink malt liquor the whole time? And we didn't want to do it. I, I'm so not looking forward to this. It's not good. <laughs> um, so we have five malt liquors in front of us. And something I learned is that malt beer and malt liquor are not the same thing. People use them interchangeably, but they're not the same. Okay. Malt beer is a very, very low percentage beer. So technically, like an O'Doul's is a malt beer. No way. Yeah, because so, it's half a percent alcohol. Did you know that? Yeah. That O'Doul's has actually does point, have some alcohol. 0.5% or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So a malt liquor is a high percentage beer. A malt beer is a low percentage. It's super confusing. It's om- it's really strange. But these are not malt beers. They are beers that are malt liquors. <laughs> it's super weird. Regardless, it's not going to be a fun It's not going to be fun. And we uh, basically... But we love our fans. So... Yeah. So enough people ask us to do this. That we're so here going, we are. So what we're going to do is we have five <laughs> of the most popular malt liquors here in front of us. Um, no sponsorship from any of them, of course. It's just us giving you honest reviews of what we think. I've never had a malt liquor before in my Neither life. Neither have I. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so this will be fun. We, um, we've got uh, my wife Kaylee over there on the ones and twos. It's the sound producer. Ricka, Ricka, Ricka. Hello. <laughs> there you go. That's all you'll probably get. Producer Kale. Producer Kales. <laughs> producer Kales. Um, DJ Kales. So we're going we're gonna to jump in this. What we're going to do is we're going to tell you about these. And what we're using, we're going to take this opportunity to have kind of an about us episode where this is producer Matt next to me wearing, you know, his son's out, guns out. That's right. Top today. It's 106 <laughs> in the studio, so looking way more hillbilly than I think he realizes. That's fine. Um, maybe I should go put on a tank top too. So you should. So we're together and um, we can, we can pause. I'll do that edit. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Kaylee. Maybe you could run and grab me a tank top later. You, you pick it out, whatever one. Let me do it now. Yeah, yeah just do go now. ahead and do it's it. Whatever. Now. You know where my tank top section is. Go ahead and cut your microphone, the volume on it. It doesn't really matter. That's fine. Did she do that right? Are we yeah, sure? She did that right. But are we sure that this is still picking up? Yeah, if we can hear it, it's Okay, fine. cool. Yeah. You pick one out. I've got a few, so I don't think any of them are super hilarious. But we'll see. So yeah, whatever. What do you call it when you're like, t- when you like do something for somebody out of, um, like, like, whatever. <laughs> There's a word <laughs> this for it. This is a solid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Uh, you do it out of like, it's, I keep wanting to say sobriety. It's not sobriety. Like, um, whatever. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> put one on. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so anyway, so this is going to be kind of an... Solidarity? Yeah, solidarity. Yeah, right. There it is. Cool. So I'm going to get on a tank top for solidarity with, Sweet. with you. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. So... We're going to drink these over the next uh, few minutes here, and then we're going to talk about ourselves a little bit. We're going to say why we've done Growler Garage, how we've ended up at this point, um, you know, just yeah. whatever we have to talk about. We don't have a guest this week just because we didn't want one. Um, you know, last week's episode with Joe was a little bit more on the more serious side. That's right. Hope you guys learned a lot with that one. It was a little less zany. Um, and we'll see what you guys yeah, like not, better. Not as many zingers in that one. Yeah, I mean we have <laughs> we have a multiple time Emmy winning sound effects. Yeah. I mean, like I, I went I went ahead and saved us all the embarrassment and and cut my sound effects. I out noticed of that, that episode. I know he, he'd probably like, hey, I did that one. That <laughs> probably, <was> probably. <laughs> hey, that's one of us. So, what should we start with? We've um, got. So let me introduce them first. We've got the old English here. We have Mickey's. 
We have Magnum. We have King Cobra. Um, that's the Mickey's, isn't that's, it? No. This is still reserved. That's still reserved. Green yeah. Bottle. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, I, it's funny. The only malt liquor I really even knew of before we started researching this episode is the Mickey's, and that's just because my uncle, Mickey, right. did um, a t-shirt for his boat that he well, had. I know Mickey's was a, uh, a big-time sponsor of UFC for a while. Were they? Yeah. So That's the official malt liquor of the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> so my uncle had a, had a boat that he used to go to the... Um, oh, let me get the, uh, the one that looks like a tuxedo shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a... Um, well, go ahead and cut the camera. Just pause the camera. It's fine. Just, just keep it rolling. It's all fine. right. All right. Um, so he did a, uh, he had a speedboat that he, he did the logos for and stuff. And um, he would then, uh, he, he did like t-shirt stuff. So he basically ripped mm-hmm. off the Mickey's logo and he called it Mickey's Big Mouth <laughs> Racing, uh, which was pretty cool. Entertain the kids for a second. Okay. Um, well, I, I don't know what to say. Work. I, I'm... I'm usually behind the camera, so I, I feel a little out of my element here. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm just staring at these things in front of me and just the pick dread. Which one would you start with? The, um, well, my pick was the old English, just because I feel that that's one of the most ghetto ones you could pick. Okay, um, I'm back. Just like I said, I'll be back. Real quick. Yeah. Tank top. My headphones broke. What do you mean they broke? What does that mean? Oh, rest in peace, Alpine stars. Well. So actually, they were already broken, broken, and I scotch taped them back together, <laughs> because well, um, there's another pair of headphones right here on the table. Uh, let me get you some you tape. Yeah, just do that. They s- okay or don't. That's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> Solid. I'll fix them for you later. Um, if you want to try to tape them, you can't. I don't know where the duct tape went. Oh, that's gonna be a big old problem. Is the wind gonna be a problem? Yeah. Even if I'm blocking it like such. You're fine when you're blocking it. Um, move. So. The funny thing with those funny thing with those he- those uh, headphones, <laughs> I used to work at Alpine Stars. The day I no longer worked there, um, they broke. They broke. <laughs> then they're like these of high course. end, like they're made by somebody else. They're called Tank headphones, and there's another company that makes. They're just called Tank, and they're just Alpine Stars branded. We'll we'll give Graham the shitty headphones. Yeah. So second producer Graham just walked in, <laughs> um, on his way to his kickball tournament. So we're gonna give him the broken Alpine Stars or. You know what? Just one of you wear the headphones. You don't both need them. There's only so many ports on the soundboard. <laughs> um, all right. So. Plus, we don't have a mic set up for him anyway. Don't, those are still a little sweaty. Don't wear those. The Alpine Stars ones are fresh. Oh, okay. Fresh. So if you want to try to fix them, feel free. Maybe Graham can fix them for you. Let Graham fix them for you. All right. All right. Anyways. Let's get back to the, <laughs> so, uh, to all the right. looming doom in front of us. So we've got these malt liquors. We have five of them. We're not going to drink all five. No, we're not. Let's just put that here. That's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. It's bad. It's not good. Um, so we're not going to do that. But uh, you want to start with the old English you said? Or? Sure. Okay. That's the one. That was my choice. Okay. For, uh, because I feel it's the most ghetto. Oh, God. When I undid it, like a puff of air came out. <laughs> All right, so this is Old English brand, 800 malt liquor, 40 ounces, 7.5% alcohol by volume. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, my God. God. I'm just going to do tasters of these. I think that's enough. We're not doing full glass. I'm like, I'm sorry if you guys were hoping to see us get destroyed drunk. We probably are, but it's not going to just be, oh, oh my God. Let's, all right, here we go to the Old English. Oh my god. Oh god. It's not it's not good. It's, oh I mean, my god, dude. 
People drink this on purpose. They do. They they spend their money on this. Hey, hey Pat, we're we're gonna need some sort of. Uh, what am I looking for? I don't An explanation know. of what it tastes like. All right. Have you ever? Um, have you ever woken up with a badger on your face, <laughs> and it's peeing a little bit? Yeah, badger piss. That's yeah, that's badger that's piss. Yep. Essentially, what that's it badger is. Badger piss. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm gonna drink another one just so that now that I have the initial shock and awe out yeah. of my brain. You know what it is? Coors Light. <laughs> really, it's, it's really cool. alcoholic Coors Light. <laughs> I feel like it's it's Coors Light, but it has something more in it, like 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 caramel or or something else in it that's like a little sweeter. You know what? Why don't we play beer pong with these? It's no worse than a like for for the record. I hate Coors Light, Miller's Light, Miller Light, and Bud Light. It just doesn't work with me. This is no worse than a Coors Light. It's not. And it's what? What's a Coors Light like? Four percent? It's like I have like four and a half. This is seven and a half, man. Like three. Three. Producer Graham's almost three. Three point two. Then do you, do you use your facts. Your uh, Fox News. Yeah, fact fo- checker. Fo- Fox News fact checker. What? If we played beer pong with this, we'd get annihilated drunk. Oh yeah. Let's do it. All Next right. time we do it. All right. All right. All right. So on a scale of uh, let's go one to five. God, Jesus. I have nothing else to compare it to, so okay. I'm, I'm going to set it at a solid three. All right, let's start the old English at a three. In the middle of the pack. It was shocking the first time I had it, but honestly, it's not that bad. But yeah, like I said, I have nothing else to compare it to. It's not the worst thing I've ever had. It's not good. <laughs> no. It's not. But it's, it's really not. Um, but like Miller Lite is the worst beer I've ever had in my life. Like Yes, I describe Miller Lite as uh, penny water. Yeah. It, it tastes like a, a glass of water. That someone dropped a handful of pennies in, let it sit for about a week. Let it like coagulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get get that copper. So for you the know. nature of this test, that's a one. All right. Okay. So let's let's use that as our baseline. Miller Lite's a one. Okay, sure. Miller yeah. Lite in a can. What what about Natty Ice? Wouldn't that be like the? I like Natty Ice more than I like Miller Lite. Yep. Because it's just flavorless. It's kind of like Coors. Coors is probably a three on this scale. Coors, uh, yeah, Coors. I mean, Coors is mostly water. It's just what it is, and yeah. I, I, I respect Coors Light for what it is. Exactly. Uh, so as we're drinking our old English, so we're gonna try these, and, and we're gonna kind of take, you know, we're gonna finish them. So, drinking our old English, producer yeah. Matt. Let's start by telling the fine folks listening how we met, and that was at the ripe old age of five. Yeah, in five first grade, or so five or six. I want you to realize here that's twenty-two years ago. Yes, it's a long time. We've known each other twenty-two years now. Um, so that was first grade. We went first to school grade, together. Yeah, we went to school for what a year together. A and year. Then, um, it was your first year at that school, mm-hmm. and then the next year I left to go to a public school because my parents decided that, uh, that my education wasn't worth money. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like California knows what's good enough for you. All right. You ain't even gonna go to college. You don't need that private school learning. You know, and then that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Um, you know. But yeah, and then it ended up we lived like a quarter mile from each other. Yeah, I think that's probably what hit it off is we probably went to Mike's birth. I want to say we went like we know each other. We're friends already. We went to Mike's birthday party Mm -hmm. um, when he turned six and um, they dropped you off at your house. And I was like, whoa, I live up the street from here. Yep. And then my parents and your parents talked or something. And the next thing you know, we were were hanging out together. Um, And then it kind of what began the car thing is like obviously at that point i wasn't racing yet you no know, I, was, I was five years old but you know? there was always cars around at your house yeah and you guys were always into watching you know nascar and stuff on tv 
which piqued my interest too. Yeah, and we played with my diecast cars and stuff. The <laughs> yeah, little one sixty four diecast cars. Um, so we did that, and then when I turned eight, I got a go kart. Yep. Um, which was a proper racing cart. So which meant I wasn't allowed to touch it unless we went to the track. You know, so it wasn't. You know, it killed me. I was like, I want to drive my go kart. Exactly. Um, and and to kind of to set this up for this is important for later. My I was fortunate enough that my parents had a three quarter of an acre. A lot in orange mm-hmm. uh, horse property, so it had a big concrete driveway that went all the way to the backyard. So it was like probably like a sixteenth of a mile, almost like right. It was long. It I, was yeah. It was probably I don't know. Well, no, it was probably like a thousand feet, wasn't it? Wouldn't yeah. you say? I'd, I'd say that's a fair estimate. So it was probably about a thousand foot long strip. So it's not, and it wasn't smooth though. Every twenty feet there was a line of bricks, so it's concrete and then bricks every twenty feet. Um, and, it, and there was an uphill at the very end of it when you got to the street it went up a steep hill so it wasn't like you could run your car down it you know it was too narrow right. it was you would jump it which leads <laughs> me to when you bought your fun cart your yard cart as people yeah, call it yeah I got that for Christmas um, probably when you turned about 10-ish uh, no it was closer to 8 or 9 okay, I think so it was 8 right after I got mine mm-hmm. and um, we, it was a an off-road cart right it that was, we converted to street because we put slicks on it instead, right. instead of knobby you tires. You guys somehow was, found slicks. I don't know how. We went to a lawnmower shop. <laughs> and, yeah, my dad went to a lawnmower shop and said, hey, you know, I need some, some slick tires for this particular size of rim. And mm-hmm. the guy had them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And it, from there, I, I mean, I lived, I grew up on a cul-de-sac. So right. it was basically my own private circle track. Right, and that's what we did is we drove it in circles. I I was I would literally go out for hours, yeah, a day and just in, in hindsight <laughs> in hindsight we probably should have invested in like a cone or two because I always noticed we always made the track shorter and shorter and tighter and tighter circles. Yep. Yep. So perhaps like and what the, the funniest thing about it is we never at any point ever timed ourselves. Like there was never no, a lap yeah. time established. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, and that's the that's the weirdest thing looking back on it now is it never like, got competitive. Why, why didn't we do that? Yeah, it was weird. We never got competitive for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why. Um, and we would do like driver changes and stuff. Uh huh. Yep. And then every once in a while, you were able to bring the car over to my house. Yes. You either drove Rarely. it over with your dad following you in the truck, or you'd load it up in the truck and bring it over. Like <laughs> I think only did it like three times. But with the aforementioned area we had and it was probably i think it was a five and a half horsepower tecumseh powered mm-hmm. cart so it moved decent no it was like, a briggs was it a briggs okay yeah. so it was a flathead yep um but five and a half horsepower so it moved pretty decent um, yep no it was a, it was a one one wheel drive there was no, right. no live axle it was not a solid axle <laughs> the shortest chain ever with the weirdest gearing oh yeah it was like a uh it had the gears backwards if you remember right it had the big gear on the engine no it didn't yes it did no it didn't i think so no it was big gear on the wheel but it was like a five tooth on the motor right, and like, and an like a 28 tooth on, on right it was literally like the same almost the same diameter as the tire yeah no it was like so an, if you hit a bump too hard you're you're gonna bump the chain on the legitimately ground. it was like an 80 tooth on the rear like when we ran the dirt carts it was like a 69 and then a 13 driver yeah you had a five and like a <laughs> it was like the diameter they put teeth like on the on the crankshaft basically pretty much um, but so, it ran pretty well. I mean, yeah, it got going good enough. We took it to the desert a couple times to hem it, which was soup. That was the funnest thing we ever did. Oh that. yeah, then broke it a couple times. Finished our, our old welded. English here. Oh, I'm done. I'm waiting for you. Mm. So bad. Rap. <laughs> it's down to a two. Yeah, it's down to a two. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it might get worse. We're moving on to the Mickey's now. Here we go. If you didn't notice, I just committed a cardinal sin, and I don't care. I dumped out the old English. 
I had like four sips left. Fuck that. That's one for the homies. I missed it. <laughs> Alright, here's the Mickey's. It's in a green bottle. I don't know what color it's going to be when it comes out. It'll be the same color. I hope not. You notice these are all exactly the same color. They're probably the exact same beer. God. It's probably bottled at the same the same place and just a different sticker. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, all the bottles are identical, too, except for one. The King Cobra is the only one that's different. Yeah. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, like literally, literally the exactly same. the same. The Mickey's one is green. <laughs> Dude, you're right. These are all gonna be the same. Yeah. I wonder if people already know this and they're laughing at us. Probably. That's probably why they wanted us to do this. Probably. Let's see. This one doesn't give you percentage on the Mickey's. What? How's that legal? It's not. What? <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. No, there's no percentage on this. No way. Fine malt liquor. There's how? No, I can't. That that's not legal, right? It's gotta have a percentage. Uh, the Fox Pack Finder. Does it say it on the says uh, it's, uh, cap? 5.6. The Mickey's is? Yeah. Okay, okay, so it's not exactly the same as the old English. It's still gonna be terrible. <laughs> it's gonna get us less drunk, too, so that's even worse. So. Does it say it on the cap? They do have one of the coolest logos, though, that little hornet. You're not gonna be able to yeah. see it on here, but look up the Mickey's logo. It's super cool. Alright, here we go. For the homies. Cheers, buddy. You guys wanna partake back there? That's why I brought out a. Oh. Well, why didn't you say anything? Yeah. Our beer girl is going to come on on set now. <laughs> Wearing a nice king. shirt. <laughs> so here's some Mickeys. You guys can share a little bit of that if you want. Oh, yeah. You know how I am about germs. You know what? It's... Don't spoil it. Hold on. All right. Do you want to go get a cup? It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's exactly the it same. It really is. I Yeah. It's... How's that taste to you, Producer Kaylee? Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Her ideal beer is a Dosaki's Lager, by the way. That's so. true. Um. Okay. Go. Well, I'm I'm super underwhelmed. You know, I <laughs> I kind of get it with these. They don't really have any flavor. It and, has and like they get one you, objective. And they get you a piss ass drunk. Yeah, that's the objective. The okay, the Mickey's. I'm gonna say is better than the better than the old English. It's it has less. It's like a thicker Coors Light. It's less badgery. Yeah. No, you know, the Old English, I feel like, is a little bit more on the Miller side, where it has that sour mm -hmm. taste a little bit. The Mickey's is just nothing. I wonder if that's because of the green bottle. Might be. You know what? It might be less skunked. Yeah. All right. Old English, a two. For me, Mickey's is a three. It's right on par with Coors Light. I'll agree with that. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll concur. All right. So we're, we're at that. So... We had the we I had the go kart. I still can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the go kart. We take it to my house, and that little embankment I was telling them about at the very end. Oh yeah. We learned that if you turned right at the last minute, it was steeper, mm -hmm. and you could jump the cart off. Oh that. yeah. And then you would land in my grass. Yep. And the cart did not have suspension. Right. It was yeah, just. It was all your ass. Yep. Just frame. And then, but we also learned is that the grass was slippery enough with the one wheel drive that you could do donuts in it. Yes, you could. We turned the sprinklers on for about five minutes mm -hmm. and then just tore it up once. And then my mom saw us doing it. My mom goes, You gotta ruin the grass! Which was true, but it was worth it. <laughs> like, it was bad to the bone. Like, it, it needed to be done. I mean, this was probably in 1998. And, I, and the reason I remember this is because. I remember specifically going into the grass. I, I kind of knew what a donut was. I didn't know the name for it, but I was—I just found another power outlet in my garage behind the Ferrari flag. There you go. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
So that I remember this because I remember sliding through the grass and doing a donut um, because that's what I saw Dale Earnhardt do that year when right. he won the 500. Mm-hmm. Finally, so that that was 98. So that's that's only reason I remember <laughs> that that's when we were doing this. So that's funny. So when we were you 10 learned then. about the donut, right? Because Alex Zanardi and and Cart had been doing it mm-hmm. for a little while, but it was you know asphalt, you know smoke and cool whatever. But then the one in the grass, I was like. Whoa. Oh, I can do this. I can I do this, this my in my yeah. in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the extent, kind of, of that. I mean, you got to drive my go kart a couple times at Rialto, where we used to race. Yeah, at the after end of the day. after the races were over, they did little hot laps for. Yeah, they just opened it up to whoever wanted to go out. It was you'd never really get away with that now. Oh, because no, they had like never. kids out there at the same time as adults, and it was like. Yeah, my I. I legitimately remember my dad and I both going out on track at the same time. Yeah. My dad went out in your brother's cart mm-hmm. and cause he was what, he was probably 16 at the time. Yeah. He was pretty much full grown. And I remember you going around the first time and we were standing in the infield watching you go around in circles. And then whenever you wanted to, you'd come into us in the center of the track is an oval track. Were uh, you in the infield? Yep. Okay. Completely sure. Huh? And, uh, I, I you wouldn't be able to do that now. It's cones. Oh no, yeah, absolutely not. There was nothing. There was it's no cones wall. and hay bales. Yeah, the hay bales on the outside, only in the one corner. It was set up at a at a at an uh, airport. airport. Yeah, yeah Rialto Airport. And uh, if you went off in turn one and two, you went into the dirt and rocks. Yep. If you went off in three My and four, my dad did it. <laughs> <laughs> if you went off in three and four, you'd go into the hay bales, which mm-hmm. I did a couple times where I I flat it up against the hay bales and it hurt. Like there's no. Oh yeah. Hay bales ain't soft. No. Uh, and then they had a little catch fence over it, which was funny. That was a lot of fun. I remember being, you know, on the crew for your right. for your cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at at what seven? Like seven, yeah. When so, I knew everything about about working on motors. <laughs> right, so, so we we did that for a few years, um, and then it was largely that. And then I got the mini stock, which was kind of a half car, half go kart thing. Yeah, we I went to a couple of races with you for the mini stock. I yeah. remember we went to to uh, went to El Cajon. El Cajon. I went with you f- four or five times with that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it was El Cajon and Orange Show. The only place we raced at with that. We weren't allowed to go to Irwindale. Yeah, they had I didn't. I didn't issue. ever make it to an Orange Show race with you guys in the hmm. mini stocks. It was only El Cajon. That's good. Then you only went to the track I won at. Because I dominated El Cajon. I, got, I do remember, I think this was right when you guys got out of mini stocks too, is your brother had like a bad wreck where he jacked his leg up or yeah, something, so his my, ankle or foot So or we ran another year after that, but my brother quit after mm-hmm. that for whatever reason. So it became a, uh, the car became specific to me as we shared a car and uh, we basically would bolt my seat God, into his that. seat. And yeah. it was just crunch time between races. Yeah, it was hard. It was only a couple hours between, and it was really tough. We had to move the pedals. We had to move the seat. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, and we're the he wasn't in, like, a different class, was was he? He was. So I ran was in different, the... Was it the power different? So did we have to no, do anything with the motor? A little bit. So what it was was I ran in the afternoon, and the kids ran in the afternoon before mm-hmm. the crowd got there and everything. And then uh, we, were, we had to be done by, like, noon or something. So it was mm-hmm. the morning, I guess. And then um, practice started usually at like three o'clock for my brother in the adult class. So we had to take the restrictor plate out. That's yeah, that's right. It yeah. was a restrictor plate. We had to, I think we had to, no, we didn't have to bolt any lead on because his class was 30 pounds heavier than mine, but he was 30 pounds heavier than me. So we had to take lead out of it actually. Take lead out. We had to redo the entire setup because the weight was different. Oh yeah. Um, and, his, time difference. and his driving style was different. We ran my car really soft because I'm light and all that. We ran his pretty stiff. Seat had to change um, pedal position, everything, whole yeah. car, body off, just 
getting after it. My dad was really it. My dad and my brother worked on it. And, yep. And um, we we worked on it. Yeah. <laughs> my brother knocked the wall down at El Cajon one time, and those were small cars. You know, they're oh, yeah, they're little. I mean, they're a one third size NASCAR Cup car uh, with about twenty horsepower ish. Um, but they have they had seven inch wide slicks, mm-hmm. so they did, you didn't lift. No, yeah. You were, corner speeds were higher in that than in a super late model. Um, so my brother had a flat or something go wrong, and he just destroyed the wall and exit of. No, I think two. somebody spun him. Maybe, but right. I want to say somebody hit him. He went right front into the wall, and um, there's no there's no crumple zones, so mm-hmm. messed up his leg a little bit, and he just, he decided to not race. So the next year became committed to me, and we dominated the next year. We won every race at El Cajon, yep. and I was. I remember that, and then they closed the track. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was second or third at every race at Orange Show, um, and just walked with the title like pretty far. Um, but then we got out of it and then we got into car racing and yeah, the, uh, what was it? The, the Mustang. Yeah. Then we got the Mustang next. So I took a year off from driving and then, um, to build the Mustang, to build the Mustang. Cause it was, we drove that car home as an SVO, an 84 SVO Mustang with a turbo 2.3 liter, the Lima engine, five speed, everything adjustable conies. Like what the way the rule book was written, we fucked them. (laughs) Like they did not intend for that car to race. It was the rules for that class was must be a stock four cylinder car as produced. You can strip everything out of it and you can, you know, put you the spec put the tire sa- on the safety specs, roll cage and seats yeah. and all that stuff. We fucked them big time <laughs> because <laughs> we showed up with this turbo powered car to the first one. And was it turbo? It was turbo. Originally, they made us take the turbo off. They changed That's the rules right. mid season right. because of us. Uh, I went fine. <laughs> and um, we we read that rule book down to the nitty gritty. We had adjustable shocks because they came with adjustable conies. Nobody else had that. Mm-hmm. We had, um, you know, we had posi, which most other teams didn't have because most cars don't come with posi. And I mean, the car was badass. It destroyed everybody. But how old are we? Were what? 12? I was fourteen. I was fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, I built okay. it when I was thirteen. Um, we raced it when I was, I was fourteen I, I, years old, driving against these guys, and that's why we didn't do better. Was they had inverted starts in that, and we whooped their ass. Right, that's and we, right. And we start in the back, and the dudes would low line, and when they, w- I'd get underneath them anyways, or go, try to go on the outside, and they'd stuff me. Mm-hmm. And it was these old crotchety old men who yep. were driving their Preludes and their Civics and their probes and shit, and they just weren't having any of it. Yep. And uh, eventually, I remember I, there was like fights. Yeah, like, there was all kinds of. That's the series stuff that I learned. On. Well, it's not a series that I learned to drive aggressively, but it's really where I had to step it up and yeah. stop giving a single shit. At 14 years old, you know, I had to take these dudes out yep. if they're blocking me, and that's where I learned to do it. Um, the mini stock I did, I didn't really take anybody out, but I was pretty, I was pretty tough. I was pretty aggressive in that. Where I eventually painted my car black because there were too many tire marks on it <laughs> from the cars, and people kept calling me Dale. So we just went, we embraced it, and we went, we went black with the car, and. Um, I didn't take. I never took somebody out in the mini stock. I spun somebody out one time because he kept brake checking me into the corner, right. and I dumped him. You know, on the start he was driving in on the outside in second, so he's outside row one, mm-hmm. and he kept stopping in turn one. And I'm was that like the full blown race team that came from Mexico? No, they were good. That was uh, the Sanchez's. They were good. I, I never had an issue with him. We raced hard, but we raced clean. This I remember was, they they would bring like a, a full blown like a featherlight trailer, yeah, featherlight race trailer. Yeah, they were. Um, they had two kids that were racing, and they had, uh, two cars for each of them. Yep, depending on the day they would run each car in practice and whichever one was running faster they'd run that car that day yep so they had four total cars um and then they'd have a featherlight trailer which if you don't know featherlight's the big 18 wheeler they run like nascar cup cars yeah they had an ex-adrian fernandez indy lights trailer 
and uh, you know they would just come out and they. I remember you hated them. Uh, sort of. I hated what they had and they hated what they were doing, but I liked them as a family. They were cool people. Um, but they, uh, I just did I was like, this is unnecessary, you know, and they, <laughs> this is like a little podunk racing series and you have a $300,000 rig to show up. They were committed towards making their kids go somewhere. And, um, we, they, they cleaned up like they was like a three time defending champion when I showed up. Right. My first race ever where it wasn't even my own car. I got in somebody else's car. Um, and I was battling him for the lead on the outside just taking it to him mm-hmm. um was gonna i was gonna win my first race and i, I tossed the chain with three to go um but then i that's when you know after the race people were like what in the hell like who <laughs> nobody knew who i was i was wearing a go-kart suit and a go-kart helmet and yep i was like same thing as go-kart Pfft, whatever burst racing yeah you know if that thing <laughs> caught on fire just whatever um but long story short you know um that we took it to him the next year just that was a lot myself, of fun. My dad. I had a lot of fun going to, with you guys to those races. That's like actually some of my fondest memories from my childhood are are with you guys because there was a lot of late nights in your guys' garage prepping that car. I remember the 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 night before your first race in the Mustang. Yeah, we were up till three thirty in the morning because we were still doing the fire extinguisher lines. Yep. Like it was down to the wire. Yeah, to work on that car. That's what people don't know about short track racing in general, and especially short track racing, is it's just you don't have a life outside of it. Nope. <laughs> uh, which brings us directly to the speed truck. Oh, the speed truck! I didn't have um, actually any involvement with really? with you in the speed truck. Um, I think at that point you guys had a you know the crew of we what, had, Mike's buddies and stuff like that. We started that. actually having a team at that point. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, at that point, we were in high school. and Yeah, my brother was graduated. His friends were graduated. And so. I, I mean, I had a, a, a job outside of, of school, so I didn't have a ton Did you never go time. to a speed truck race? Mm-mm. Not one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the speed truck. I remember helping you guys tinker on it at your house a couple times, but other than that, I never made it to a race. Okay. Ugh, Mickey's is still a three, but fuck it, barely. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Magnum here. Oh, oh this yeah. was made by Miller. Okay. Well, there's hope. Or like my there, most hated beer in the world. Well, I mean, yeah. There's hope that it's terrible. <laughs> Here we go. Kaylee, you want some uh, Magnum? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Uh-huh. Thanks for giving. <laughs> <laughs> it's all foam. All foam. <laughs> You're welcome. Every time. Every time. Thanks, That's too much. Thanks, beer girl. <laughs> So, <laughs> we got to the speed truck, and that's when shit got real. Man, oh, yeah. The speed truck was... I, I remember hearing stories. The speed truck's brutal. Just brutal. Like, we got it when I was 15. I think you guys might have, bit what, bitten off a little more than you could chew? Financially? Um, probably. Because, I mean, that's... Here's what happened. Semi-big leagues. I'll... I'll be totally honest, and we're gonna try this Magnum first. And I'm I'm, gonna, got, I'm I'm still waiting for it to foam down. All right, so I'm I'm gonna talk about the speed <laughs> truck a lot more candidly than I've probably ever talked about it before, because I have. It's not the fault of the series, nor the other drivers or teams or anything, about how that went. Well, but it's gone wrong. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what have you done? I don't know. Matt just spilled beer everywhere. This one for the homies. I had paper towels. I don't know where they went. No. Did they? Oh, they fell behind the air compressor. Oh. Well. 
It's on my hand. Oh well. Um, <laughs> I would say entertain the kids, but we already proved you don't know how to do that. I, I'm yeah. Well, I've tasted this already. It's a little flat. Look at this cube of ice. It's gonna wow. fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Here you go. Hey! <laughs> well, now that the uh, wheels have completely fallen off the train, let's try this Magnum. Actually, I don't even know what time we started this. We could be two hours into this, and I don't even know. Whatever. Oh, this Christ. is gonna go as long as it's gonna go. Mm. That's atrocious. <laughs> you know what? I don't hate it. Really? I don't hate it. Uh, I don't know. I th I feel this is the worst out of the three. Really? Yeah. It just has a taste to I don't know I can't put my it has a Miller taste <laughs> it's the, the pennies are coming through on it this is the leftover I think on the Miller High Life I think they're probably Miller High Life bottom of the barrel yeah they scrape it yeah <laughs> they get a big squeegee inside the tank <laughs> squeegee the walls off and then they put it into a 40 beer girl brought us some uh, paper towels thanks beer girl thanks beer girl we're gonna be on his kickball team next year and uh, it's gonna be real bad um, the fact I, that you have a kickball team. I see what you're talking about. This has a yeasty flavor. It does. It really does. It de this beer definitely has a yeast infection. Um, beer girl's gonna get me some Old English. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. You want more Old English? <laughs> she didn't get I, to try the Old English. Oh, okay. So she already finished her uh, her Magnum. So, um, so speech. All right. There's a trash can literally behind me. Yeah. <laughs> so, speed track. So we got the speed truck. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was trying to make a career as a driver. Yes, and I kicked everybody's ass and everything I did growing up. And I got to the speed truck and proceeded to kick some ass in the first race. Mm -hmm. Like, legitimately, we did fucking good our first race. Um, we went out a couple days of testing out at Mason Moran out in Bakersfield. Really did well. Qualified in the top ten. Did a really good job. We were running fourth in our first race um, when there was some debris in turn three. Um, that my spotter didn't see. <laughs> and uh, my, my brother, who was in the pit lane, was yelling at speed truck officials, throw a caution, there's a giant hunk of sheet metal oh, wow. in turn three. Throw a caution. I had no idea it was there. Um, it was there for a couple laps, and it was really close How to the no line. How did notice it? They saw it. They just didn't care. <sighs> they didn't think it was a big deal, I guess. So Solid. So w I ended up just... Tagging on my right front, and it was an instant right front puncture. Yep. In turn three at Mason Marin, we were doing about 110 in the speed trucks, and it you you lose in a circle track car when you lose the right front, you lose everything. Yep. You have no steering, you You're have no toast. brakes, and uh, we, that's the wheel that does all the work in a yep. circle track. And we just knocked down. I mean, just we narrowed the truck up by like four inches in the front. Oh it moved God. the whole front clip over. Um, wow. It was it was a fairly big hit. So. Were you, were you injured at all? No, that's fine in that one. That was actually probably the softest of the speed truck wrecks I had. Um, tried to keep going, but the engine had separated from the transmission. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small problem. Yeah, so <laughs> it was just tearing up the input shaft and everything. It was bad. Um, but, long, but we ended up having to miss some races. Boy, fix it. You know, it was my dad and I. We had to take it to. A, we had to strip the whole truck down. Yeah, it's not like you guys had you know a shop and a professional team. No, literally, it was in yeah, our backyard. Like, it was literally in the backyard. Yeah. So we we unbolt. We like under an easy up, like you, or you would back it out of the trailer, mm -hmm. work on it, and then push it back into the trailer. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we had to take everything, strip the whole truck down to the bare chassis, and then we'd take it to a chassis shop where they would clip the front end, literally cut the front end of the truck off, and then build a new front, off, oh front end onto it. And that's the only way you can fix a bent chassis like that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, what, full tube, so... Yep. So we put it back together, 
um, and it wasn't it wasn't the same. The truck wasn't right, uh, and we we kept chasing it, kept chasing it, kept chasing it. We eventually hired a guy that I'm debating on if I'm going to mention his name. I guess I won't. He's a piece of shit. All right. <laughs> I think um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he um, he was a crew chief for another team. Um, they, that team did okay. They did pretty good. They won a race, um, and he was offering his services to us, which is fine. No problem there. But he oversold his abilities, and he worked at the shop that sold all the parts. That was It was where you had to buy parts for okay. the shop. So I don't know specifically, and this is all alleged because I don't know for sure, but I fucking know because <laughs> I, believe me, I don't have any proof that I could show you or anything, but I know. It's just one of those things. That it's he, like, was, yeah. he was double charging us for stuff. Oh, wow. Um, he would get us stuff we didn't need, and if we didn't want it, he would take it back and not refund us. And it was, it was this elaborate thing where everything was being billed to him, and then he would build a shop. So we didn't have a breakdown part by part of it. So, so extortion. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so he would basically just run our bill up as high as he could and then pocket all of the leftovers. You couldn't go to the shop? We did. We'd, we'd buy stuff directly, but it, he worked there. So we'd, so we'd be like, oh, we need a new shock. Bring it home with you. You know, bring it to the shop with you. You know, because he'd be at the shop almost every night working on the, on the truck. And he worked hard. And I think he was a generally decent crew chief, but he misunderstood how a chassis works Mm -hmm. uh, which which fine whatever that's on us but the the double charging of the money he basically milked us dry right um and we got and the truck just handled worse and worse and worse and worse and we had a bad run of about a year where we could not make that truck work and we were running back of the pack just race in race out just back of the pack wow and uh it was frustrating so finally uh we fired him and we went we were we got to get out of this you know um about the same time my dad got cancer of the throat and it was like we, we we don't need to be doing this anymore so we needed to race the truck in order to sell it so it was here's what we've got this is all we've got <laughs> we're running the truck until it sells we are not buying any parts don't break anything unless we've got a spare so just drive it no tires baby the crap out of it all you're doing is buying fuel just fuel and entry laps. fees just yep turning laps so we went to Orange Show and promptly put it uh, P1 on practice by half a second. <laughs> <laughs> Which Because, of course, when you're going to sell the truck, it starts And at Orange Show, Orange Show had like a 13-second lap time. Mm-hmm. Like, we were running in the 12s or whatever it was, and nobody was even... Nobody was in the fucking ballpark. Wow. Like, it was, it was retarded. But, we, I mean, that's kind of like... I hate to say it, but like your home track too. It is. What happened was we threw all of his suspension work out the window, and we <laughs> went back to our old stuff. Okay. We got rid of the trick shocks. We went soft on the suspension. We said, we need to make this thing drivable. Mm-hmm. And, and I just drove it how it should have been driven. The car was set up proper. It was set up logically. Set mm-hmm. up what made sense in our head. My brother set it up, and the thing was hooked up. I mean, I was getting on the gas when people were still on the brakes on entry. <laughs> like, we were going somewhere. Then qualifying's about to come around, and the class before us has two people blow their engines up catastrophically. Oil, Oil all over the track. Yep crankshaft out the bottom of the engine oil all over the track oils it down qualifying gets canceled it's the second race of the year we missed the first one so we start last (laughs) because it starts via points oh so let's move on to the king cobra god oh this is the drink or the beer that i never tried so her her friend gave the beer you never tried and you probably never should her friend well real quick the magnum i'm gonna give that like a two and a half Okay, it's definitely Miller. What are you saying? Last like a one, maybe? 
I don't know. Give me something. I'm saying a one because I mean okay. it just it tastes like pennies. Okay, so we've got the old English. We gave a two each, right? Yes. So it's out of four total, out of ten. Okay. The Mickey's we gave a three each. Uh huh. Six out of ten. And keep in mind, the scale is on a malt liquor scale. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's not really a scale. Um, the Magnum, I gave a two. You gave a one. Yes. So three out of ten. So the Magnum is the worst. So far. Okay. Um, we'll try the King Cobra. Oh, God. So the King Cobra, somebody, one of her friends gave this to producer Kaylee as a graduation <laughs> present. 21st birthday 21st present. birthday present. I'm, s- I'm sorry. Did, are you still friends with that person? <laughs> so you kind of, they're yes. friendly. Wow. So we put it in our, our garage fridge it's and it rude. sat there for like a year and a half. Oh, gross. Longer than that. And we just ended up throwing it away. <laughs> or no, did we give that to somebody? I think we did. I think we Ooh. gave that away. <laughs> God, you must hate that person. <laughs> King Cobra is the Budweiser, I believe, malt liquor. I think, I think Anheuser-Busch makes this. They used to. Know who I think we gave it to? No. Ramon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the Anheuser-Busch. He probably drank it It doesn't too. say it on here anymore, but I'm pretty damn sure it was Anheuser-Busch, which huh. is Budweiser. 6% alcohol. Fox News fact checker. So the Old English is the strongest of them still. 7-2 for the Old English? Yeah. And the rest of them are like 5-something, right? Yeah, with that in mind, 7.5 for the Old English. Wow. I'm giving my hat tip to that one so far. Because of that, the Mickey's is the best tasting, I think, so far. Yeah. But the Old English, as far as beer pog is concerned, I'm going Old English. We still got that steel reserve to go. High gravity lager. Blech. All right, let's try this hey, out. Hey, Pat, you're correct. It is the Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch. Yes! Right? Here we go. I mean... <laughs> it's it's beer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just whatever. I You know, it's... it's Actually, that's for me. That's the best one out of the four, so far. Yeah, we might have to. You know what we need to do here is we're gonna pick out a couple and then try them again. Okay. So right now I'm gonna move. Right. This this so far right now this one's my top. We got the Mickey's and the King Cobra yeah, forward. Is that fair? Like that's fine. The least worst. Not yeah, the oh best. well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, we're not drinking we're, like an IPA here. <laughs> the the title of this episode is uh, sipping from the bottom shelf. <laughs> so. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's still the bottom shelf. <laughs> let's uh, let's get away from the stories for a second, and we'll get back to that. Um, and then I want to talk more about what you've done car wise, and and I spent more time on. The, you know what? I'm gonna finish racing one up real quick. I'm gonna okay. give you guys the Cliff Notes version of this. Fine. Because fuck it. <laughs> Orange Show qualifying got canceled. Started last, made all way up to third. At Orange Show, quarter mile track, it's impossible to pass. Get hit under yellow, knocks my transmission line off. I dump transmission fluid all over the track. Get black flagged. We were gonna win that race. Um, go next week. T- Let me rewind. Orange Show. I made my way up to third, even though I got help on the exit of turn two. Climbed up the backstretch wall. Literally oh did a wheelie down the back straightaway. <laughs> came down and broke my right front hub. Oh wow! I picked up two tenths when I did that because when I got on the brakes, the car would turn left <laughs> because the right front brake no longer worked anymore. Um, so we were, we were killing them when we did that, but I did that with a broken hub on the right front. So the wheel was doing that. There right, was no yeah. camber. There was nothing. It, it was, was just it flopping, was, around, flopping like around, barely still attached. And it worked. I don't know how we did it. Well, we went to Irwindale, we fixed that, uh, and we blew the motor up at Irwindale. It was running on seven. And that was it. I believe Irwindale was the first and only race that Kaylee went to. 
I think, and we ran atrociously on seven cylinders. I mean, I was running flat out. And you stuck around. <laughs> yeah. We, I was able to drive. That's how much I love them. I was able to drive flat out at Irwindale, um, which half mile high bank track relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, leaders lapped me, and I would close up on them into the corners, and then get on the straightaway, they'd just leave me. And I was like, fuck, if I had some horsepower. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, seven of eight, that's, that's yeah. going to do it. Dude bought it from us. Um, they ran at the back, sold it, bought a different truck, ran mid-pack. Um, that truck, I don't know where that truck is anymore. Yeah, um, it seemed like that truck was kind of cursed. It was shitty. It was truck number three, um, as far as the speed truck chassis are concerned. Uh, it was the third one built. It was very different than the new ones. Um, they I were st- trying to like improve stuff, yeah. but it didn't I still believe anything. that truck could work. I think if we, hmm. if I think if we had started with where we ended, we would have been a hard team to beat, um, and things would have been different. Um, we had some sponsors pull out on us even after they were committed. It was like contract signing time, and they pulled out. Um, just you know <laughs> if i could do it again i would have gone drag racing there you go fact of it is that's what i would have done because yeah. we had a friend of the family who was an nhra top fuel funny car driver uh who i want to get on the episode at some point i won't i don't want to drop names at the moment on it um let's wait until wait. it's not 106 yeah i'm wait till the winter time he's a very good guy and i feel like if i were a drag racer he probably would have been able to he wanted he always wanted to help me right he was always trying to get me in touch with the right super people super cool guy i've met him a couple times he's the i mean he's the best yeah. he really really did a lot good by me mm-hmm. and uh but he could only help so much he's in the drag racing exactly you yeah, know it's and completely different world hindsight i would have gotten a junior dragster and then if i ever felt the need i could have then transitioned to circle track racing or something and that's what if my if my kids ever want to go racing, it's going to be, if you want to make a career out of this, we're going to go, it sounds dumb, but it's the truth, the path of least resistance. Get you to the top of whatever form of racing it is we can get you to the top of and then transition. It's exactly. easier. It's easier. You know, whether that be off-road or motocross or global, you know, rally or whatever. I'm hoping, whatever I'm hoping my son will, uh, will get the car bug. Well, I mean, he sticks his tongue on already, so that's cool. So, yeah, he's, you know. he's, he's halfway there. <laughs> um, and then to put a little bow on that, once we got out of the speed truck, um, I didn't have any money, so I was doing what I could afford, which I found indoor karting. I found Droma 1. Um, found that the cars are ridiculously easy to drive, but they're ridiculously hard to drive fast, and the competition level is insane. Well, I mean, part of that was the fact that you were racing on a garage floor. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, and I learned the thing that I've always said since then is it's not what you're driving, it's who you're driving against. Mm-hmm. It's your competition is what makes it fun, and that is what I found in sport karting. And you ain't ever going to get famous sport karting, and ain't nobody going to give a shit what you can accomplish in it because there are people out there that think everything karting is family fun center. <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell people to the blue in the face, I will pay for you to come race with me at Cal Speed if you can beat me. If you've done any kind of those, even the indoor places, it's so much different than family fun center oh yeah like <laughs> i here's i mean th- even like I, I hate to say it but like k1 like that's still one's still pretty difficult it's still light years above go with somebody who's good yeah and it's hard i mean i'll tell people till i blue in the face if you want to go racing with me at k1 or at cal speed if you beat me i will pay for you yeah I and mean, that's I've, anything if I've you want to go to the super series and this is caveat here guys it's if you haven't raced at this stuff before i don't want i'll do it i don't want okay i don't want friggin you know one of you a main i don't want taylor listening I'll to drive. Like, all right i'll beat you i'll drive i'm, I'm a driver i fly i'm pilot uh so that's how i got to where i'm at now so f- whatever fuck that so that's there's your story there's there's me there's there's more to me as a car person than that but that's me as a racing person 
there's there's it in the 45 minutes or whatever it's been yep um, what, what is the time that we've been by the way probably it's, can it, says on, know, the, it says on the screen right there on the camera on the camera yeah in the, in the middle top middle tell me you guys are at two hours and six minutes that's not no, possible that's the time left on the card in the middle of the screen <laughs> on the top yeah, forty nine thirty five. All right, all right. We got like half hour. There's no way we've been at this for <laughs> yeah. three hours. Right. And that's the thing is, if we keep going, this could become a two parter. We'll have three <laughs> in the bank. No. I like. I'm not. I'm just down to just keep it going. Oh, Whatever. Jesus. Keep it going until we're. Wait, I mean, fun. we have another. Matt, with your racing history, you did leave out the bike. That barely not, counts. That's not really racing. I oh, raced, well, I guess you did. I raced some one. Racing. I raced one supermoto race on my street legal Cowie KLX two fifty. <laughs> You know, and that video is on YouTube, and uh, maybe we'll link to it in the description. But um, my first lap is fucking brilliant <laughs> on that because I'm outpowered by a lot. Oh, yeah. I have 19 horsepower in my bike. I'm racing against DRZ 400s, and there's some dudes on like KTM 650s and shit. Oh, those things are beasts. They're like yeah. running like 50 horsepower. Yeah, they're, they're monsters. I passed like nine people in my first lap, and then they just <laughs> one by one just get me back little by little. But it was, it was a blast. I didn't crash. There's a lot that video is fun because like eight people, including my brother, crash right in front of me. Right. There's people. Ev- it's just Armageddon on motorcycles. I'm shocked too, especially on a street legal bike because it's so top heavy. I was having fun. I was digging. I'm actually decent on the asphalt on that bike. And I dirt, hate. I'm not good. I hate your bike. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I'm a dirt guy. But yeah, I mean, I w- jumping from my bike, which is a motocross bike that's mm-hmm. like purpose built for dirt tracks and that kind of stuff, low center of gravity and all that stuff, onto your bike, it's just like. Because it's a steel gas tank, so you, yep. the center of gravity is so much higher on it. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to fall over every second. And we're going to go plastic at some point because I want the the extra capacity. Yeah, so. I get the IMS double I'm gonna cool desert these. tank. And yep. They're like, spend like 350 bucks. Uh, but it's totally worth it. I you know. get an extra like gallon and a half. I know. <laughs> I have a two-gallon tank on my bike. Yeah. I'm going to cool it back down. Well, King Cobra and, Co- and Mickey's are in the next round for sure. Um, Damn it. <laughs> we got the steel reserve left here um we're gonna get to that in a sec the so. uh the homeless guy one of the homeless guys uh at the vons i used to work at when i was in high school this was his drink of choice. yeah was the one yeah that's the one this is the one you've been recommending since we started this idea dollar is like a dollar 38 or something like that for a 40 of steel reserve that's a friggin' steel man and every night he'd roll into the vons and pick one up that's every night. Well, yep. See you later, beer girl Graham. He's got to go to his kickball game. So have fun, with, <laughs> have fun with the kickball. You got to uh, fill up the beer girl one more time. All right. Mm. We, if there's ever an episode where we should have periscoped, it's probably this one. Probably. God. Get people to come over here. Hey, he didn't tip it. That's not my fault. It's still all foam. All foam. It's amazing how I can do that. <laughs> how are you so good at pouring beer so bad? <laughs> um, all right. So we, um, you own some cars in your day. A few. Not as many, not anywhere close to as many as you. You're no. like 27 or something some nonsense like that. like that. So you've got your Dakota, which is your daily driver. I have had my Dakota. We bought your first that car. car new in 2003. How many it was, miles? It's are an on? 04 uh, model year. Yeah. I have 128,000 and some change. And it's been reliable, right? The headliner's been a disaster. <laughs> yep. Uh, the only thing that has ever gone wrong on that truck is my f- 
fuel pumps. I've gone through two fuel pumps. Tell us a story about how beans ended up on your headliner. God. All right. So a buddy of mine and I decided we wanted to go in on a Baja bug. Right. <laughs> which was a horrible idea. Uh-huh. Um, so we found one online and it was promising. Like it was actually a decent bug. I didn't have any resources to do anything with it. It was 500 bucks. Mm. Motor all set. It needed to be wired and that's it. And it would have ran. Uh, interior was shot. So it needed interior that bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> let's rewind. Let's cheers. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> This is no question. That's by far the worst. <laughs> the worst this beer. is a zero. This is the worst beer <laughs> I've ever had in my life. This is this is a zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's horrid. So this is the steel, <laughs> the steel reserve that we're drinking. It has the best label. It does. The like, label is really good. Wow, what's the percentage on this? I hope it's really 8. high. Eight point one. That's why. Oh. Wow, this is bad. It's atrocious. It's it. T- oh. Look, look. The back of the label even has a logo on it. Mm-hmm. Or, you, they probably won't be able to see that, but it's there. No, they won't be able to see it. Wee-wee. It tastes. God, I, I don't even know how to describe the taste. Let's try it. Let's try. It. it. It tastes like. Fuck. It tastes like it was filtered through an old sock. <laughs> into. A used ashtray. Right. And then, God. And Jesus then bottled. Fucking Christ. It's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it has the most flavor. It has a flavor. It has the most of a flavor. <laughs> oh, it makes me want to punch myself. Damn. Wow. I've got a cup of my wind coming up. Yeah. So you owned the Dakota, which is your first car. All right, though, the bean story. We were in the middle oh, of the bean, bean story. story. Right, the bean story. So, okay, my buddy and I decided we were going to go buy a Baja bug, and we found one online for five, 500 bucks. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, it had a tow bar and everything. Like, it was ready to go. Yeah. Problem was, it was in Sacramento. Was it really? Yes. You, oh, that black one, you went all the way to Sacramento to get Sacramento. I went to Sacramento for my Z car. My buddy and I cannonballed in my Dakota to Sacramento. On a Friday night. Oh my god. <laughs> um, on, and the beans. So where the beans came in. <laughs> which is... Oh uh, my god. This guy and I are no longer friends. For other, other reasons. <laughs> yeah, but, we won't get into that. Um, so we stopped at a, uh, a grocery store. And they had like some barbecue thing going on. Where they had like barbecue chicken and big beans. And, and beans, yeah. So we picked up lunch. And... As he was eating his beans in the passenger seat of my truck while we were girls back while we were driving uh-huh. uh, and drinking a monster, <laughs> he proceeds to have like the worst allergy attack I've ever seen in my life. No, that's Matt's. I think that's mine. Hi, big beer girl. Hi, beer girl. He forgot his sunglasses. And uh, 
He had an allergy attack whilst eating beans. While e- whilst eating beans and drinking Monster at the same time. <laughs> so it started out. He like tilted his head back and sneezed. This just streak of beans and Monster, starting from my headliner down onto the windshield, a pillar, and the dash. And this was 2006, yeah. 2005 or 2006. Yeah. And I could never get it off. Yeah, the beans are still there in the They're headliner. still there. <laughs> still there. So that's my favorite thing about your truck. The headliner is basically falling off, and you got to save that little portion of the headliner and put it onto the new headliner when you get it installed. Well, a majority of it is actually on the sun visor. Oh, cool. Then just keep that. So I'm going to keep the sun visor. (laughs) (laughs) So you've owned your truck. Um, You had a 64 Dart? 62. 62 62 Dodge Dart uh, 440. Four-door with a 318 Poly with a push-button shifter. So it's the ugly one. Oh, atrocious. The the worst-looking car on on the planet, but it was so cool. And it it was a solid car, though. It didn't have any rust. Absolutely, no. It was rock solid. All original, and it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean this the back seat and the headliner were in drastic need of replacement because the back windshield uh, the seal leaked. Yeah. So when it rained, water got onto the back end of the headliner and dripped onto the seat. So the seat was all rotten and nasty. But yeah, yeah, the front seats were solid. There was no carpet in it when I bought it. And it was a bench front seat car, if I recall. Bench front seat with a fold down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, as and far that, as cruisers are concerned, it doesn't get a whole lot better. Oh yeah, and the the I I think one of the coolest features of that car, besides the push button shifter, because that was awesome, uh-huh. uh, was the fact that there was no B pillar. So you rolled the four windows down, and it was just completely open. Mm-hmm. It was really neat. I don't know. It just it felt really cool driving it around with all four windows down. Yeah, yeah. It's a non-post car. It so. sounded mean. Right. Well, I mean, they were relatively... Illeg- illegitimately mean, though, because it had a dinner plate-sized rust hole in the bottom of the muffler. Well, I mean, and they were <laughs> a fairly decently high-output car. They're relatively light for what they were, a four-door. I think they're like 3,400 pounds. Um, mm. there, there wasn't a whole lot to those cars. It was a long car. Yeah, but... There was yeah, that's back when car. the Dart was a mid-sized car, not a compact. It was a lot... Like, it would not have fit in your garage. It wasn't longer than the Cordoba. Absolutely, it was. I don't think so. Uh, but it, it was probably making 280 horsepower or so, or at least it was when it was new. Yeah. yeah. The 318 Poly was a decent engine. It was kind of Hemi-esque. It was a polysphere or something, combustion chamber instead of a hemisphere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it is a good, it's kind of the precursor to the wedge engine, I guess. Yeah. My brother would probably listen to and be like, what? <laughs> but it was a I good. I mean, it had a, it had a two barrel carb on it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, Certainly, it was nothing super impressive, but it wasn't meant to be impressive. It was meant to be a cruiser. No, that's the deal is that. Had you kept the car longer? I kick myself every day for selling that car. Yeah. I mean, had you kept it, I mean, you put a four-barrel intake on it, a, yep. a mild cam and headers, and you're probably looking at a 350-horsepower engine. Easily. Yeah. The, and, the, I mean, nothing ever went wrong with that car. It needed some a mild electrical work and yeah, paint and interior. It was all just show stuff that it needed. So you need Really. To, so you had that. Uh, you have your 72 MG Midget. Uh, yes, 72 MG Midget. Um, With the 1275, so it has a bigger engine. It doesn't have the 8, whatever, the 850 or whatever it is. It's 945. There's four engines that came in the midgets. We got another beer girl. Come on in, Ramon. And I have have the third largest. 
So we got more people cruising by on their bikes. This is <laughs> the way the gravel garage barbecue the oh, deal is. So just to catch you guys in, um, oh, side note, I want to trade you this window banger for your your deal if you need this. I'm down. There it is. Sweet. Gravel garage has AC. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! <laughs> so you guys caught us in the middle of our malt liquor episode. You guys want to have some malt liquor? You can have the ones that didn't make it to the second round of eliminations. How does this work? No, I'm gonna hand you some beer. No, you're gonna sit here. You're gonna sit on the couch. Yeah, you guys gonna sit on the couch. Okay, great. Here, have a magnum. Feel free to walk and grab it. There you go. That's all you guys. Jesse, do you want a king cobra? Sure. A king cobra. Wait, was it was the Mick? Oh no no. Sorry, no. You get an old English. You get an old English. Old English. It is worse. <laughs> These are the ones that didn't make it through. Um, you guys can also have a steel reserve. You don't want it. You don't. So to fill the people in that are listening to this, this is a Sunday afternoon we're filming this. and um, Typically we record on Wednesday nights. We don't well, we record on Wednesdays. We decided, um, we, we d I'm going to let the secret out. We don't, we record two episodes back to back normally. Yes. So the Joe one you guys just watched last week, literally we ju Joe just went home like half an hour ago. Um, so this episode is designed to be completely off the rails. We don't give a shit. That's this right. Is us having a good time. This is my house on a Sunday. Although our good time is severely being taken away from by that. Studio, by the so. Steel Reserve, yeah. <laughs> so Ramon and Jesse are my neighbors. They're my friends since high school. Um, so they cruise by on occasion. And feel free to chime in on the microphone over there if you have anything witty to say. Don't be dumb. This is this is R-rated, so you can say fuck and damn and things the, like that. And the best thing I've drank so far is Jesse's Malibu drink. I yeah, bet. I, I don't I don't doubt it. We can turn this into a party. Like I said, we're gonna keep this going as long as we're having fun. If it becomes a two-parter, <laughs> great. Like it saves us work. So if you want to go grab your Malibu and some of your pineapple juice, let's make this a party. Like Caribou. We'll pull up the chairs. I'm too lazy. Well, I'm just saying. We got another microphone we can whip out. <laughs> um where, okay, so you had the midget. I have the, the midget. So the midget came with four motors. Uh, yeah. It was a nine, like a nine forty-eight cc or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> a ten, a ten something, ten and some change. The twelve seventy-five, which is the one I have, and then a fifteen hundred. But the fifteen hundred only came in later ones. Correct. The, the 15, heavier the cars. The fifteen hundred started, I believe, in the seventy-four and later cars. Right, and it was mostly in the MGB, if I recall. The midget had the fifteen hundred, but it only for a couple of years. You got yeah. the right year because you had the twelve seventy-five. The twelve seventy-five is the motor to have. That's, and that's you, the most go-fast parts that exist are for the twelve seventy-five. And you have the car that has the bumpers that aren't stupid. Yes, they're good. Like you have a like, legitimately good-looking midget. It's just, yeah, it's actually a really cool-looking. Car. Um, it looks like a miniature. It's a British car. It looks like a miniature Cobra. Uh, yeah. Know? If if you if you slice the bumpers off of that thing, it looks like a Cobra. It has the same big old mouth on the front. Yep. And we got the we got the car on our scales. We were in the speed truck when you got that. So we had sixteen hundred pounds wet with the driver. Yep. I mean, um, think about that car. If you had a hundred horsepower, just a hundred, just one hundred horsepower yeah, from the factory. I forget the exact figure. It's. I it's believe 85. I no, 65. 65. 65. Yeah. It's 85 if you put the $3,000 supercharger on it. <laughs> Can I get your guys' thoughts on the uh, on the malt liquors you're drinking? We're just choosing our it, It's actually, you know what? Now I actually understand why bums drink this. It's actually really delicious. <laughs> oh, what? You like it? Which one are you drinking? It's actually it's the Magnum. The Magnum. <laughs> okay, so you're getting the Miller. <laughs> if you guys couldn't hear him, he said that, that he understands why bums drink this because it is delicious. And I think he's fucking crazy. Well, I mean, it's delicious for a buck and some change. Here's the deal, Ramon, is that when we play beer pong, 
we need to switch to these because the alcohol content is like 8%. It's ridiculous. We need to, and it's cheaper than Coors Light. Like, yeah. we need to switch to this for beer pong. And, you know, to be honest with you, it doesn't look as trash as drinking Mickey's. So. Mickey's made it to the second round. Oh my goodness! This is one of our favorite beers. Oh god! It's so good. It's much better, actually. So the uh, Steel Reserve did not make it, so we're gonna get rid of that. If you guys want to grab that, feel free. Ugh. Um, we won't get into the other cars. But let's just name them though. You had a Corolla, right? You now have a Camry, which is your wife's car, kind of your your daily driver. Yeah, 2013 Camry. Um, we yeah, had a NASCAR. 99 Honda Civic. We had a 99 Toyota Corolla. I had the 65 Bug. It was a 65, so it was a uh -huh. small rear window? Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. When did you have that? I had it for like six months. It was a black one. It never really ran. It did not run ever. Oh. The motor turned, but that's as far as it went. I didn't have the time or resources to get it running. So you've had about seven cars, right? Dakota, Dart, Midget, Corolla, Camry, Civic, right? Am I missing anything? That, that's Bug, six. Seven. There you go. Seven, yeah. Seven. Okay. Let's start. All right. <laughs> my first car was a 99 Ford Mustang V6 with a stick shift fun car burnout machine plenty of horsepower to get those 215 tire spitting yep 99 Ford Mustang then I got an 04 Ford Ranger which we bought new mm -hmm. um, we, Ford had a special and we bought the car cheap I had the 4 liter V6 which was the now is available in the Mustang it was better than yes. the boat anchor 3.5 that mm -hmm. they had at the time or whatever it was that was actually a pretty cool Great. Truck. That, honestly, is the truck. I, I miss that car more than most of my other cars because hmm. it was fun. It was a truck. It had the interior, if you remember, it was the edge, so it didn't have carpet. Yep. It did the, the, the interior that floors. you could wash out the whole interior, including the seats. Yep. Super, super cool. Um, so that I had that. All right. Well, now this is where starts, things are getting tricky. It gets a little foggy. So uh, these probably won't be in order. That's two. I had a 2004 Ford Focus. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of that car. <laughs> Lemon Law lawsuit. Two blown motors. Uh. Um, I had that. 71 Ford Ranchero uh, with a 5 liter out of a Mustang, a roller motor out of a Mustang. Loved that car. Got rid of it because somebody from Germany offered me more money than I could handle. So It would be sold dumb like, for you not to sell yeah, it. Yeah, like 6 grand. It was a salvage title car. He doesn't care because he lives in Germany. There you go. It doesn't count. So I sold it for a profit. Love. It was a great car, though. That was a fun car. Um, had the Dan Gurney Western wheels on it or whatever. Yeah, that was were. a pretty cool Ranchero. Love that Ranchero. Yeah. So, 71 Ranchero, 95 Ford Thunderbird. Uh, which <laughs> the Thunder Chicken. With the 4.6 liter overhead cam V8. <sighs> I'm surprised that car survived. I was hard on that car. Yeah. Uh, my brother will say this car wasn't mine, but it was 90, 95 uh, Jeep Cherokee. Two-door uh, with a 4 liter inline six. Um, just, yeah um, That's the car that I was driving through the canyon And the airbag went off on me <laughs> I had bottomed it out about five minutes prior And oh, I think and I'd the probably airbag sensor I think the airbag like sensor got out. knocked out And then it hit something It probably shorted out or yeah, yeah. smacked something Yeah. So I had that and then I had an 84 Dodge van Which is actually what I was driving when I met Kaylee the Again van. my brother will say that wasn't mine That's the car that I got Kaylee to like me with Somehow That van was impressive <laughs> To say the <laughs> least the van was great. It was a it was a full size Dodge uh, van, a fold down uh, bed in the back. Yep. A couch in the middle. Did it have mood lighting? No. No. no yeah, it did. It did. It did. It yeah, did have yeah. the mood lighting. It had wooden sides, uh, carpet that went halfway up the walls, uh -huh. and I, I put a TV in it and two 12 inch subs. Yep. We played Xbox in that. Um, <laughs> we would open up the rear doors going down the freeway and just play video games. I remember you brought that car to my parents' house once. Yeah. And my mom was like, what the hell is that in my <laughs> I had driveway? Moon discs on it, blue laser yeah. stripes. 
It was strong. Don't bring that car back. Uh, 84 <laughs> Nissan 300ZX that I sold to your dad. Mm-hmm. He drove that for a while. Yeah, great car. That one I drove to San Jose to get. It was a very good car. Yeah, that was a solid car. Yeah, he. I mean, he traded it in for a uh, uh, Infiniti G37S. Yep. But yeah, he drove that for um, four years. How many years. is that? 70. I'm up to nine. Uh, yeah, nine right now. 74 um, Chevy Chevelle Laguna S3, yep. which was the SS version of in 70. They got rid of the SS moniker in 70, uh, th- 73 was the last year of it. I had a 74. So Laguna S3, um, the heavy Chevy, as they call it, uh, had a 400 cubic inch small block built. That was the most built car I've ever had in my life. It was probably 500 horsepower. To I the think crank. it was nuts. It was fast. It was, it was scary. I put it in, I put Avgas in it one time so I could run the advance to the full amount. And it was fast. <laughs> yeah, that car, uh, that that is the only car I've ever ridden with you in that I've legitimately been like, okay, this is yeah, this too much. <laughs> if I had a uh, posi in that car, that car was deep in the 12s. Oh, yeah. In the quarter. I, I mean, think it was quick. I raced um, a 911. When it ran. Right. I, ra- <laughs> I raced a 2003 911 Turbo on the freeway um, and just killed it. Really? Like, it wasn't close. Wow. Um, it was, so it was 996. I would think it would, it would have been the other way around since you're already rolling from a dig. I didn't have a shot because I didn't have posse. Oh, yeah. My car ran in the top at good. Like I, I beat this car. We went from about a 90 mile an hour roll. Um, so we were already going and I pulled up to 155. I mean, I, I had him by about eight or nine car lengths at that point. Um, that, that thing pulled hard. Wow. Uh, Caesar, now the new one, the guy who bought it for me, probably not even alive anymore. <laughs> what? Keep going. I am. I'm talking about my Chevelle. She's overproducing the show. I know. So that's 10. 71 Porsche 914. Car I missed the most. Um, There's more. Technically, there was another 914, wasn't there? There was an orange 914 that uses a parts car. Yep. Um, then I have my Cordoba. Mm-hmm. I had my white Focus, my 2013 um, Ford Focus yep, SE. Your black Focus. I have my black 2014 Focus ST. I had my Passat. Um, I'm up to now, what is that, 16? Yep. Um, your wagon? My, my wagon wasn't mine. It wasn't? Wagon's the Buick? Ass. Oh, the Buick Roadmaster. Yeah. Okay, the 95 Buick Roadmaster with the LT1. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Uh, Such take- a grandma car. Love that car. Yeah. <laughs> 350 cubic inches of maximum horsepower. Exploding <laughs> on the highway like slugs from a 45. Maximum something. Uh, Tiguan, does that count? Her Tiguan? Whatever, we'll know. leave it off. Yeah. Um, I, I, technically it counts. Yeah, well, you count your Camry, so yeah. So, uh, so that's uh, 18. Yeah. Um, There's got to be more. Yeah, the, we're missing um, a lot here. The other Mustang. The one you sold to Will. Oh, right. The 84 Mustang Turbo GT. Mm-hmm. That's 19. Um, Did you say your Jeep? Yeah, I said yeah, my said Jeep. said the Jeep. said the Jeep. Um, I have more old cars than this, I feel like, but... You didn't have a truck besides the Ranger, did you? Yes. Yeah. 68 Ford F100 with a 460 big block uh, with a locker rear end. Um, I think it was posy, but it was broken, so it was just a locker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, like, 225 rear tires that were worn out, and I had 500 foot-pounds of torque, so, like... Smoke all day. Oh man, like it was bad. You know, um, no power steering, so wheels like that big. So you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like sailing the boat. Uh, that's tw- that's twenty. Yep. Uh, I still feel there's more. No, there's more for sure. Um, the the Mustang, the race car doesn't count as nah, a car, does it? No. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's been a few. There's a lot. Um, there's been a few for sure. Um, <laughs> it seems like every day or every week, Pat has a different car. It uh, it's a it's a problem. It's a problem. Um, yeah. So I think I've been in about I'm around 20 cars or so is where I'm at right now. And uh, next, I think we're gonna get like a Myers Manx or something. There you go. It's probably what's gonna be. Those next. are fun. Yeah, those are really fun in the dirt. That's the plan. We want a kind of a dual sport kind yeah. of deal on road off road. Let's move on to round two of our malt liquor, huh? Oh, Somebody take the steel reserve from us and blow it up. She's gonna replace it. You can get in front of the camera. It's all right. You can like, <laughs> pose a little bit. Not on the camera there. Steel reserve is so bad. It's real bad. One for the homies. For the homies. <laughs> the dogs are gonna lick that, you know. That's fine. They're gonna have a hell of a time. <laughs> All right. So the, for the finals, we've got Mickey's versus King Cobra. Oh God. How did we end up here? I don't know. But these were the two best ones that we thought we had. This this show's taken a turn that I didn't expect. <laughs> and I mean, we're only at episode seven. I know it's bad. We're already drinking malt liquor. Uh, we can wash it down. We still have some bootleggers. That's half. fine. Afterwards. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There is. Um, <laughs> all right. We didn't rate the steel reserve. I was going to give it a zero. Uh, yeah, zero. Zero. For sure. Okay, zero. So it's a yeah. zero. Yeah. Um, the Mickey's so far. Well, we'll, we'll re-rate these. Okay. So steel reserve is last. The Magnum was, we scored a three, I believe. And no, the Old, Eng- Old English was three. Yeah. Magnum was two. Was two. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to go back and post and be like, dang it, it was the other way around. Probably. <laughs> so the Old English is, or uh, Steel Reserve is last at zero. Absolutely. The uh, Old English is next at, I believe, two. I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure I gave that a two. As That's right. Two. It was a three, and then we downgraded it. So it's a four total. Yep. And the Magnum, um, I gave a... A six. I, well, I gave three. Yeah, three so and three and six. six. Yeah. So Magnum is podium, third place. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Not, not a bad malt liquor. I think we can agree there. If you're going to do it... If you're gonna do it's it, a, you could do worse than a Magnum. Bad, yeah. I gotta say, Jesse's standing there just like pounding like an, a, a malt liquor, right? Yeah. Doesn't kind of? They all taste the same to me. The Steel Reserve does not taste the same. I'm sorry. Oh, that was the Steel Reserve she's drinking. No, you're wrong. Yo, you're, oh, you're dead wrong. wrong. <laughs> like, was, it's so bad. Was, you know, I was gonna say like her standing there just like chugging the malt liquor. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, good for Ramon. Like that was kind of cool. Like you know, tank no, top, steel, short no, shorts, just... pounding a malt liquor, like. That's cool. If you wanted to stand in front of the camera and do that, we'll probably get a lot more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Kaylee to do it too. They just I start having a beer fight. There you, you guys can have a beer fight. Next thing you know, yeah. I'll let hey, the imagination. One thing leads to another. So uh, here, here we go. The finals. We're, we're clowning the malt liquor champion of Growler Garage That's right, right now. It's between Mickey's and King Cobra. Here we go. Let's do it. Here it is. For the finals, we're going to start with the Mickeys. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Still all fun. I don't know how you do that. How do you do it? I don't know. I don't know how I do it. So here's what we're going to do for this one. We're each going to cheers it. We're going to drink it, and we're going to hold a number up without really looking at each other. And then we're going to like, so that way it's impartial. Number one okay. to five. One to five. One to five. It's irrelevant to the other ones. These two have made it through the next round, so it doesn't matter. I gotta wait till mine foams down a little bit. <laughs> Mine's fine. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Um, yeah, so... Okay, give us a minute for... What are we up to on the time on that camcorder now? Uh-huh. Top middle. 140. All right. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. 140, wow. That's long. So... 
If you want to see... Everybody's tuned out by this point. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> we should have, we're going to have to find a cutting point earlier in this episode and make it two. Yep. I was going to cut it right here, but an hour 40 is too far into oh, it. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to have to cut this somewhere in the middle. So, uh, <sighs> shit, how are we going to do this? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Just keep in mind, we did start it a few minutes early because of the... Uh, the we wanted to start it a little early. Remember, we were doing outtakes and stuff? Right, yes. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. All right, so we're going to cut it here. Um, so if you want to see the finals of our Malt Liquor episode, tune in next week. Well, we're going to have that. Um, this, become, this is now a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels, the so, wheels are um, gone. The wheels are We're starting the with the Mickeys. If you want to see it, tune in next week. Thank you for tuning in Growler Garage. Check out growlergarage.net for uh, T-shirts, uh, beer glasses, license plate frames, all that good stuff. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Thanks for joining in. Tell your friends about us. We're having a good time with this. Yeah, buddy. And uh, next week, when you see it, we'll be drinking these. Um, we're going to continue getting drunk, though. So uh, Can't wait. We'll see you in just, uh, just a week's time. Right on. Thank you.